Hello, you're listening to Yarns from the Plain, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. Welcome to episode 18. How are you? Hope you're doing well. I'm so sorry about the last episode. I was so impressed with myself that I'd recorded it so swiftly after the previous one, after episode 16. And then I just, events and life conspired to overtake me. So apologies for that. And and then apologies again for not managing to get the notes up in enough time. Um, I'm going to try and be a little bit more organised with this one. I'm already recording it a day later than I wanted, so so as you can see, my grand plan is already falling apart. But, you know, we'll we'll kind of muddle on. You know, you know me. It's a bit more like come round my house and find the mess on the dining table rather than the smooth and sleek production values of, of some of the great and the good in the, the knitting podcast world. I just bumble along. But, uh, you know... I know that some of you are very tolerant of me bumbling along and uh, you're, you're quite happy to bumble along with me so I, I'm sure you'll you'll be fine. I've been quite busy over the last month or so since it's over a month since I recorded the last podcast even though it's only about 10 days since I put it up. Some of that has actually involved fibre as well as schoolwork so let's see what have we done. I was late with my baker's dozen squares for September, um, but I managed to get those and the October ones done and out in the middle of October. Um, They were a combination of knit and crochet squares, mainly crochet, but I did a a nice one with um, an Alice Starmore Celtic knot cable pattern. Um, on for one of them and then um, I've got ahead of myself within this last week and I've done all of my November ones and an extra one as well they've all been crocheted all based on a lovely design by uh, designs by Muggins I'll put a link up in the show notes Um, which is an adaptation of the Starburst hot pad um, but it looks really impressive it's sort of got folding over so it's very 3D um, pad so I'm very pleased with that they're currently drying um, where I've got them blocking so from being suddenly behind with my old baker's dozen uh, Akan squares, I'm ahead of myself, which is horrendously, wonderfully fantastic. Biggest amount of work um, that I've actually spent on knitting and crocheting in uh, recent weeks was actually um, last weekend. Um, I suddenly got an opportunity to meet with my friends Christine and John. Um, those of you who've been listening right from the start of the podcast will remember that I um, embarked on a Shyla memorial blanket um to give them to um sort of mark the 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 brief period of life of their twins and um the opportunity came up to to meet them because they live about 200 miles away from me and of course me being you know the disorganized person that i am i thought i'd done about 30 and had about 15 or so to go um where you know i'd been crocheting the edging around to make them all the same size no i hadn't i'd done 11 um, and <laughs> and had um, 38 to go, and it was a, a week. <laughs> I had to edge 38 of them and then stitch them all together and then put a border on it. So I have to say thank you very much to uh, Rihanna and to Young Cloud for helping out a bit with um, edging the squares. I worked out a sort of a time limit and, and cracked on with it, 
um, got on with it. Then used single crochet to, well, sort of a slip stitch really rather than a single crochet, um, to join the squares together. I put them um, right side facing, went through just the back of the loops so that when you open it out, there's a nice straight line between them. There's no bulk in that seam at all. And it's a really strong seam. So composed it, I had 49 squares, so I was putting it into a 7x7 seven seven blanket. So crocheted this, them together to make the strips of seven and then crocheted the seven strips together and then um, did a, I think it was a treble crochet border around the edge, um, the same colour green that I joined them all together in. Managed, because I'd spent time trying to make sure that as I edged each square I had the same number of, of stitches around it, it made joining them together an absolute breeze. So if you are ever going to join together squares for a blanket, I would really advise you if you can crochet to crochet a border on each of them because it makes joining them together so much easier. Queen of procrastination here, I finished uh, the final border 15 minutes before they were due to arrive at my parents' house. Um, there was actually a problem on the M25, so um, I was able to shoot into town and then get a nice ribbon to tie it up with. But I, I was delighted to be able to say that, that they found it um, a lovely gift and were very touched, I think, by the people that, that were involved. So all of the people who did actually help out by making squares um, or edging just thank you thank you very much uh it's probably one of the things that i'm most proud of having been involved with in in my crafting um is definitely the biggest thing i've been involved in and um, i'm delighted to be able to say that it, it really didn't look too bad um obviously squares made by different people of different sizes can sometimes um be a little bit awkward to get to lie flat but it really didn't do too badly at all so I'm very pleased with it and it's made me think that actually what I need to do now is I need to go upstairs and I need to fish out all the uh, NYOBE not your ordinary block exchange squares from last year and earlier this year and actually join those together and make a blanket too because you know hey I can join 47 49 uh, 8 by 8 squares into a blanket and edge it within a 28 hour period including a drive down the motorway for three hours and a six hour sleep. So hey, I'm Superwoman. <laughs> I would advise you though, don't ever try and do it in that time scale. I ended up with a very sore shoulder and RSI in my wrist. But you know, you know me. Well I do today what you can put off till the middle of next week. Um, sorry. Mm. Anyway, uh, that's that. I'm really pleased with it. I have to say that one of the things that got me through the marathon of it um, is catching up on podcasts. So I was catching up on episodes of Case Ness Crafting Collective and Electric Sheep and Sticks and String and um, Dr Gemma's Cognitive Podcast. Now, if you don't listen to, to Dr Gemma, then you probably won't be aware that um, she's had a, a little bit of a bad time recently with work and I was incredibly flattered to hear her say in her episode from the beginning of October that... Um, I was one of the people that contributed to her getting through that period. Um, I'm immensely flattered and, and delighted and I'm really glad to hear that she's on the mend uh, and things are working out. So, um, you know, hey, get back to the podcasting, Dr Gemma, I miss you. Okay, so what else? Uh, Saturday just gone, I took the train down to Fibre Flurry and had a lovely time meeting up with people that I met in the summer at Knit Camp or I've seen around at other 
um, events this year like Wonderwall or the Iron It Weekender so it was lovely catching up with um, those people. I didn't take any workshops I just wandered around the marketplace of course you know all the while telling myself that I only needed to actually buy some fibre for the UK Spinners Ravelry scrap swap didn't need to buy anything else didn't need to buy any yarn 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 and then I walked into the first marketplace room and clapped eyes on the posh yarn and I'm afraid to say um, I've actually left it upstairs so I can't remember the the name of it I think it's it's either Sylvia or Eleanor oh gosh bad podcaster but it's in a color called Dover and it's soft greens and grays and creams and it's so beautiful that I suddenly found myself at the uh, cash desk for that with uh, two of them in my hand so the idea of not buying anything from Fibre Flurry failed dismally um, like many things in my life really oops then I wandered into the next room and promptly fell over John at uh, the easing it stall so I'm afraid to say I fell off the wagon there as well um, but I've decided I'm going to justify this I'm going to justify my purchases by saying it's all in the name of research um, because he had a couple of new yarns so I got uh, two balls of them it's called Biffle Plus and it's a 70% superwash blue face Leicester, 20% silk, 10% cashmere. So I got two skeins. One I got in a colour called Carousel, which is just rainbow dye. So it's proper rainbow dye. So it goes through um, with reds, oranges, yellows, blues, greens uh, and purples. And it's just delicious. And it was so delicious that I'm afraid to say before I'd even had my lunch, I'd got it wound into a ball, uh, gone and purchased um, a couple of um, 2.25 circular needles because actually it's quite difficult to find 2.25 circs I've not got any so found those wonderful excuse to buy those and uh, promptly cast on for a sock of course in my excitement I managed to twist the cast on and end up with a slightly wrong number of stitches for my ribbing but you know <laughs> yeah, what's over this wasn't it um, but it is just delightful it's coming out with lovely stripes and it's really nice and so I'm kind of diverting for a tiny little review here in the middle of my uh, work. But it is just, it's luscious to work with. I'm having to start to have a look at the composition. And I would say it's a, it's a three-ply yarn. Um, it's got a very slight halo to it. But it's just, it slips and slides beautifully while you're knitting with it. It doesn't seem to split at all um, from what I've seen. Although I have to say that the, bamboo circs I'm using aren't the sharpest needles that I've ever used um, but I've certainly not had a splitting problem it's got a sheen to it which is obviously the silk in it and it's just got a lovely feel and I'm knitting it up the this sock it's got um just trying to find a tape measure ah here we are here there's one under my feet um, I'm getting, sorry did you hear that, I just hit the microphone with the, uh, with the tape measure, I'm getting on my, um, on my needles, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 9 stitches to the inch, um, but it's got a nice drape to it, um, so it is absolutely lovely, so I bought two skeins, one is carousel, as I said, that I've cast on for a sock for me, and the other one, it's called boysenberry and it's beautiful and dear listeners i bought it for you 
it's such a lovely yarn um, that I just thought that, you know, you've put up with a lot of vagueness this season. So I thought I would like to buy some Biffle Plus for you. Now, obviously, I, I couldn't buy some for all of my listeners. Uh, a thousand skeins of it would make John's day, but would bankrupt me. Um, so I bought one, um, but it's up for a drawing. And all you have to do to win it is leave a comment on the Podbean site or on the Blogspot site or in the Ravelry group. Okay, so that's three places you can go to leave a comment and tell me why you need this gorgeous skein of Boysenbury Biffle Plus. Okay, and then I'll take a random drawing from everyone who's commented and post it. So what you need to do is, I think, uh, today is the 1st of November, so I'm going to say, um, I'm going to give you a month. So, comment, anyone who's commented, left a comment on either of the two websites or a group uh, on, on the thread on the Ravelry group will be entered into the draw for this gorgeous skein of Boysenry Biffle Plus. Okay, so how good am I? It's my justification for spending it. I just love spend, spending money on yarn. Isn't it terrible? My poor husband, he's going to just be eating baked beans on toast for the rest of the month. Because I'm, you know, the nice man who leaves me vegetables on my doorstep, sort of, I think his allotment's drying up now. Uh, and if I carry on like this, I really will be, you know, we're ni I'm knitting the uh, the housekeeping. Never mind. Uh, anyway, so that was, that was the yarn I bought. I did buy some fibre. Um, I went to um, Felt Studio UK, and I've not seen any of her fibre before. Um, it's Daniela... Klopman. Now she was featured um, a few months ago in, uh, was it the Daily Telegraph or the Sunday Telegraph? I don't know. It was featured in um, an article about um, women who had um, turned their hobby and interest into a livelihood uh, and it was really interesting. So she had some lovely um, merino braids and then I found some Falkland in her second box as well. I don't quite know why it's a second because it doesn't feel felted to me but it's absolutely lovely. So I bought some of that. Uh, what else did I buy? Uh, posh yarn. Easy knits. Oh um, Knitting Goddess because I love Knitting Goddess as well. Um, so I bought some of um, her special colourway for the Fibre Flurry which has got browns and purples and reds which are, I think are the sort of Cadbury colours. If you think about um, dairy milk, then that's a uh, purple and brown, isn't it? And Bourneville is red and a dark brown. So um, I think that's the, the colours. Um, and I bought some little sock um, yarn skeins as well for that. Um, and I think that's kind of where I am. Uh, I went to Atomic Knitting and bought some fabulous magnetic pattern markers. Now I saw some of the knit campers in the summer using them and they're very simple and um, they're very simple to make they're just stretches of nice ribbon hair ribbon thin thinnish hair ribbon with magnetic strips on either end and then a gap in the middle where there's no magnetic tape um, so that you can make a hinge out of it um, but I just haven't found any magnetic tape of the right width 
and Atomic Knitting had some lovely stitch markers and needles and these as well. So I got a set and I think I've got three different widths of pattern markers. And the ribbon is great. It's got Space Invaders on it. It's fabulous. Oh, I really like it. Anyway, so that's, I think that was my purchase. I, I'm, I'm a, I may be slightly in denial about you know, whether I've bought any more. I'm, I'm trying to pretend I haven't. But it was absolutely um it, it was just it was a really nice day and um I, I arrived and it was in king's norton which is an area of birmingham i've never been to before um i've very seldom been to birmingham actually i've been to the university and i've sort of traveled through birmingham new street um and changed from new street to moore street which means it's about a five minute walk and an underpass but i really don't know birmingham at all but as i arrived there was this feeling that the grammar school and st nicholas place were familiar to me and i couldn't think why they are Tudor buildings nice traditional ones and it was only afterwards whilst I was there and chatting with somebody that I realized that they, they informed me actually that the reason that everything looked vaguely familiar was that the two buildings the grammar school where the workshops were and the Saracen's Head St Nicholas Place where the marketplace was were the winners of the 2004 BBC series Restoration now, if you don't watch them or you hadn't watched them, these were programmes that in, uh, were hosted by Griff Rees jones And each week, three buildings from an area that were in desperate need of funds to restore them, to stop them crumbling around about your ears, were offered up for the public to vote on. And then the regional winners went together into a final. And again, the public voted on which one would receive the National Lottery funded heritage money to do the restoration and um, these ones were the winners of the second series so that's why they look vaguely familiar well I have to say the restoration inside the Saracen's Head which was an old manor house was just wonderful it was really good they've kept the integrity of a lot of the building where they can uh, and where they haven't been able to for example the original staircase has had to be taken out to make way for a new staircase and a lift for mobility access they've actually left part of the old stairway so you can see where it went up um, inside the interior wall so it was absolutely lovely really nice building to see nice day clear um, not too cold I, you know I started off with lots of knitted things on by the time I walked into the market hall it was you know a bit uh, overheating uh, I think it was all the frantic uh, knitters making a go for the posh yarn but but it was absolutely lovely so I did take a little bit of audio um, as I was arriving I was there early so I got a little bit from there. I've also got a little bit from um, when I was leaving I put my head into one of the rooms and found that there were some people spinning and knitting in there um, and Anne Kingston the designer was in there as well so I had a little chat with her and then just um, took some sound bites really of the spinners that were there I realised afterwards that apart from the first two spinners or the, well the first spinner and the non-existent spinner the spinning wheel that was empty I don't actually know what anyone was called which is a bit terrible really terrible reportage there so sorry about that but I've got both of those pieces lined up for you now. So I arrived here in Kings Norton for Fibre Flurry and I'm about 20 minutes early it's uh, about 20 to 10 so the actual event although some of the workshops are starting at half nine I'm not booked on any workshops um, and the sort of sales event marketplace isn't opening until 10. So I'm sat outside St Nicholas Church here in Kings Norton, um, sat on the wall looking at what is called the green and what no doubt was the village green 
um, and many years ago. It's sadly now been turned into a car park, so it's not quite as picturesque. Um, but there's a real mixture of buildings around, some very modern replacement apartment blocks, um, some old buildings that obviously date back to the Tudor times. Um, the pub is a mixture of brick and um, Tudor style, so I say that's probably sort of more Victorian, but built in a Tudor style. But I'm actually um, sat looking at St Nicholas Place, which is a proper um, Tudor-style building. So it's got the oak beams, um, the galleried first floor, um, the small paned windows. Um, I'm really pleased to see, actually, that the oak beams have been left um, in their natural state. They've not been painted black with pitch. That wasn't really... Um, a Tudor thing that was sort of the Victorian idea of what Tudor buildings should look like. Um, so instead of being black and white, it's brown and cream. The plaster work in between the oak beams is cream and the, the beams are left very much naturally. You can see that there have obviously been some replacements over the years, but there are some um, originals in their state. So I can't wait to get in and see what it's like on the inside, see if it's still as traditional. I suspect not, but I'm really glad to see that the front is left and what I will do is I will include some photographs of it for you in the show notes. I'm very excited. Um, obviously I'm not doing any workshops. I am just here to try and not spend money, which you know me, that's going to be quite difficult. However, it's been a while since the friendly uh, allotment here has left anything on my doorstep, so, um, you know, we, we may be in dire straits here if I do spend too much. Um, but it is a delightful spot. It's not raining. It's a little cold, but I've got my crochet to keep me warm. Um, so I shall pick this up again a little bit later. So, come on, what have we got? What are you spinning and what are you spinning on? I'm spinning some grey merino and I'm spinning it on the Kromsky Sitsonata. Mm-hmm. Grey merino, it looks actually, it looks pretty nice. I want it kind is of gorgeous. It's like it. silver rather than grey. Oh, look at that. That's going to be absolutely marvellous. Ooh. I know, and you bought it a few hours ago. Oh, wow. And you've and got, I what, think half the wheels, Yeah, and I think the wheel will be out in the pub tonight so I can get it finished. Absolutely fantastic. Mm. Well done. Right, OK. We've got... Now, this is your chaps, but he's abandoned his pub, hasn't he? He's abandoned. It's a kiwi, and he's spinning some... Um, I would imagine it's merino. It's very colourful. He's got reds yeah. and some yellows in there. Yeah. And he's busy he was never flying the previous bobbin, so I presume that's what he's going to do next. Excellent. Okay. Now, we've got somebody over here who's knitting. I'm knitting. I'm knitting a citron. Oh, now I've not done one of those yet, so I must be about the only person in my knit group who's not made one. It's very interesting. It's a lot of knit and purl and increase and decrease and knit, some knit and purl some more. But it's a, it's a 
good mindless knit. And it looks really nice, doesn't it, when it's finished? It's got yeah. a really nice look to it. Yeah. So what are you knitting it out of? Um, I'm knitting it out of Treatment Colors Machine, which is an American yarn. But um, it's it's 100% merino applied. So it's, it's quite a nice yarn. Oh, it's lovely. And it's very pale pinks and violets, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's so. blues and purples and a little bit of pink. Very nice. But, um, lovely. Yeah, really impressed with the show today. Really impressed. Good. Oh, I'm glad. I, I must admit, I've had a lovely time just wandering around and squealing. Yeah. <laughs> lots, lots of squealing. Lots of squealing. Lots, lots of, of nice squeaking. Yarn. <laughs> right, so over here we've got more knitting. This is a, a very large project, though. What, what have we got? It's going to be a tank top. Mm -hmm. with the bottom of her uh, Alice Starmore. Oh, right. Oh, cool. One of her fisherman set of books. And is that, um, that's, yes. is that Starcraft Darren? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I've got one of those at home. They're really good, aren't they? Really good value. Yeah, so have to use it up. <laughs> yeah, and so, and the brown is... The brown is some... I think some, just some merino that I've had. Right, oh, it's nice about, though, isn't it? So, uh, <laughs> so that look really good actually. Nice marl and then the, a nice band around the bottom. Lovely. And over here I can see sparkly. I can see sparkly things. Hello, come and tell me about your spark, pretty sparkly. Yeah, now is this our five from Fibre Space? Yeah, just bought it just now. So it looks a bit like the um, Baby Long Legs Glitter Ball, so I just imagine it's a similar, or oh, it feels like it too. It's the same thing, I think. Yeah, it's so same base yarn. Yeah. Yeah, That's all right, not a problem. Um, I think, oh, I've got an extra bit. <laughs> it's going in ten minutes, but, um, yeah, it's quite, it's a bit bitty, but it's not as bad as Angelina. Well, I, um, I've been doing this on my spindle. And I found it not bitty at all on the spindle, but I've not tried it on the wheel. It so feel, I mean, you can see it's a bit stuck out there, but by the yeah. time I'm going to do a nav pie, I think. Because I, I don't like, if I break it into two, I never get them exactly No, I never do either. So it's best to just nav a whole pie them. So I think by the time I finish that, it'll be nice. And it's a bit, I'm on a new wheel, I've only had this a few days, so. So, and this is a this little tiny, little, so it's a Magicraft little gem. Little gem. Excellent. It's very neat. It comes apart. I'll show you how it comes apart in a second. <laughs> well, when you pack it in the bag, yeah, you for the train. No, yeah, I've got to meet someone upstairs at half past four. So, no, it's lovely. And I'm, so it's your, this is um, sort of dark plums It's got and blues and, well, it's mostly blue there. Though. It is, isn't it? It's got right. greens in it. And so lots of plum in my hand, but actually when you look at it on the, the bobbin, it's lots of blue on there, isn't it? There, it's isn't quite shiny. And a few greens in there. I wonder if I'll be able to spin the whole thing up tomorrow, unlikely, but... Oh, I don't know. I reckon you could go if you did go go for it. I'm assuming it's 100 grams. I didn't check, but it looks like about that size. It's about the same size as my baby long legs whistle was, so I would say I did buy that one from Baby Long Legs, and I thought, I promised I'd buy something, because I thought, oh, I'm getting something off you, um, and I don't have anything in orange, I got that one, and I got that, oh, that's lush, really pretty, greens and pinks, oh, and I bought a new one off her as well, and I bought loads of other stuff, I see, I could be making these slippers tomorrow, I can stick them in the washing machine, so, very productive so I, might, I might not do that, but I did, I did this last Monday and my wrists were agony by Monday, so... Yeah, you have to kind of be careful with your RSI, don't you? But this is sort of a nice change. I've been crocheting and spinning instead. <laughs> it's much more, much different. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, ladies. So that was Fibre Flurry. I thought it was a really well-organised event, and I hope that there is a second chance for it to happen. I, I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, I'd just like to say thanks to Michaela 
for organising it. It worked really well. Now, on to something I really like. This is a little bit of a repetition, I think, but I really like sock yarn clubs. I'm really not very good at knitting from the sock yarn clubs, but I do like getting things that I don't know what they're going to be. It's kind of a, a little bit of a potluck. And uh, way back, I think it was in episode three, I subjected you to opening me opening a parcel. Well, I'm going to do the same thing again uh, today. But I'd actually like to mention first the October parcel for the Knit Love Club. It arrived and I wasn't in. So I got a little note from the post office to say that I needed to go down to the sorting office to get it and I didn't get there till the Saturday. Now on the Friday, the day before, Catherine had been over from Germany and she'd bought me a lovely um, skein of yarn from Lollipop. I've mentioned them before and it was blues and pinks and purples and really nice, uh, their sock yarn. On Saturday I went and got the bag from the sorting office for the Knit Love Club, opened it and lo and behold there was some Volmizer! How exciting was that? Volmizer! Gorgeous Volmizer! Now, the thing that really surprised me was it was almost identical colours to the lollipop that the Catherine had given me the day before. It was absolutely unbelievable. I took a photograph of them actually and sent it to her because it was really uncanny how similar the, the colours were. But that was absolutely lovely and um itching to to get that finished i just wanted to clear up the squares for the afghan swaps that i was doing before i actually um, started on that and actually now i've obviously got distracted by the easy knits um biffle plus so i will knit that will miser up quite soon i think because it is rather delicious but i've also joined a second sock club so i've got here another parcel for a grand opening this is a sock yarn club from Easy Knits. Now what John's done is he's set different levels, um, silver, I think there's an emerald level, ruby level, it all depends on which base yarn you choose. But it's quite a deal. Now of course, you know, badly prepared podcaster that I am, I've not sorted out what exactly the different yarn bases are to give you all that information because I'm a bit useless. Um, but this parcel obviously came on Saturday whilst I was at Fibre Flurry, but it had fallen um, and got slightly tangled up with a scarf that had fallen off the hat stand inside the front door. So uh, my husband hadn't noticed it, and I hadn't noticed it when I came in, because we seldom turn the, the light on in the little lobby by the front door. Um, and it was only when I came downstairs Sunday morning that I saw it there waiting for me. So I thought, Ooh! So I thought I, I was going to open it, and then I thought, no, I've got some work to do. Um, I'll wait until I finish the work. And the idea was I was going to do the work, then I was going to record the podcast and do another one of my you know, oh, let's open a parcel and see what I find moments. Ended up taking longer to do the work than I planned. So I didn't record yesterday. So here I am today recording with my parcel ready. I have got the silver level, which I think is the, the, the most basic level of the stock club. Um, but I think I chose that because from what I remember, some of the more um, expensive yarn bases my problem with them is that if they haven't got a little bit of nylon in it, or they're not super wash, then I'm always a bit worried that I'm going to end up wearing them through them. So I've just opened the parcel now, and I'm, I'm reaching... Oh! Oh! Right. I have got a little bag, a little Easy Knits 
tiny project bag, so that's ideal size for socks. And the pattern. So spoiler alert if you haven't got yours yet. Um, I'll give you time to turn off. Give me about five minutes, probably, if that. Um, this is a pattern called Zonnebloom. And it's, oh gosh, it's an interesting pattern. Right, let me see. It's all inside a plastic wrapper. Let me open it up. Um, it's uh, Zonnebloom is the Dutch translation of sunflower. So the pattern is. Um, inspired by the Sunflower Van Gogh picture. Um, oh, it's very detailed. There's lots of all cables. Oh, I haven't done cables in socks for ages. So there's interesting cabling pattern um, uh, on the top of the foot and then all the way around the leg. Um, there are Ooh, quite extensive charts with a good key and a photograph sitting side by side with the chart so that's good um, I do like that level of detail Provi helps sort of provide for those of us who aren't quite too, too sure um, it's quite a good it's a it's a good pattern actually because it, you could it could be a male pattern or a female pattern so um, that's always pretty good um, it's top down, so um, with a uh, heel flap and gusset, and then the yarn, let's pull it out, oh, it's more super biffle, <laughs> right, now, super biffle is slightly different, I think, from the biffle plus, um, it's, again, I think, super wash BFL, um, Yes, it's not the same yarn as that Biffle Plus that I got at the weekend. It's got a much tighter twist. Um, and I'd say probably looking at it, it's a four-ply. Um, but the colours are gorgeous. Um, they are the colours from the Van Gogh picture. So you've got those browns, the oranges, the fading through from the brown through to the orange through to the yellow that you get in that sunflower picture. You've got the green uh, of the leaves and the stem and it's oh it's just beautiful well done john yeah so super biffle is his superwash bfl um and it's just come in this little bag so it's just fabulous so now i actually got a little project bag like that on saturday when i went shopping so i'm out i've just got two of these little sock project bags <laughs> so oh i'm looking forward to that it's a nice complex bit um, at the ankle as well with the cabling so that's quite interesting um, so thank you John looking forward to that that'd be nice I do like those colours oh, so something I really like sock yarn clubs something I'd really like to do actually knit from them anyway don't forget if you'd like to win the Biffle Plus from Easy Knits in the gorgeous Boysenberry colourway. You need to leave a comment 
on the Podbean site, www.yarnsfromtheplain.podbean.com, or on the blog spot site, www.yarnsfromtheplain.blogspot.com, or on the thread that I'll put up on Ravelry in the Yarns from the Plain group. You'll need to leave a comment by the 30th, at the end of the 30th of November. Um, so, um, the end of British time. So, but, but honestly, by the time that I've woken up and sorted it out on the 1st of December, um, you could have also done it on Alaskan time, I would have thought, um, because I, I can't see my being, you know, complete cut off on that. Um, but I hope that, you know, a lot of you enter to, to have a little go at it. It is lovely yarn and it is knitting up beautifully. It's got a nice sheen and it, it's a nice knit um, for sock yarn. I will get the show notes up and organised and sorted for this and hopefully I will not take the best part of a month to edit this episode. But thanks again for listening and until next time, take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Yarns from the Plain. Show notes and links are available at the Yarns from the Plain show page at yarnsfromtheplain.podbean.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can leave a comment over there on the show page, or you can email me at yarnsfromtheplain at googlemail.com, or message me on Ravelry, where I'm Tales from the Plain. Until next time, take care, and thanks for listening.